All right, ladies and gentlemen, Filibus Freestyle coming at you live on Flag Day. And I'll tell you what, the one person I know who has said, and I believe in mostly seriousness, that his favorite holiday is Flag Day is on the line with us tonight to talk Westworld and other things. Who could it be? Who is it? Andrew Patterson. It's me. Uh, Gavin, I actually want to pull back the curtain real quick yep. uh, into some behind-the-scene, you know, we had our behind-the-scene notes, and you had told me don't expect the theme song. Yes. It's harder to come in, like, real high energy without without that, that intro music, do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, um, you don't, like, it's a normal phone conversation now, so you don't enter a normal phone conversation like, it's your boy! <laughs> you know? So I- it's... <laughs> I do think that you breaking the fourth wall in terms of our production, though, uh, and then coming out with that high energy there makes up for it. Yeah, that's what I tried to do. I wanted to bring that where I... So now I'm show ready. I'm filibuster ready. Good. Filibuster ready? take down Westworld. Let's take down Westworld. And we don't mean take it down like digest it. We mean maybe... We might even take it down a notch or two. We might take it down a peg because it hasn't been good. Not that it hasn't been good. I don't even want to get into it yet, but if if you love Westworld, this might not be the place for you. Listeners. Good warning. Fair warning. Okay. Quickly, places listening. Not no listens last week in Westworld. No listens in Shogun World. Uh, but we did get listens in Mountain View, California, which is a home of Google, which is probably the closest thing on Earth to Westworld. Um, Absolutely. One of my favorite towns ever. It's the actual hometown of the fictitious characters from Workaholics, Rancho Cucamonga, California. First time ever checked wow. in last week. Rancho Cucamonga, welcome aboard the SS Filibuster Freestyle. Well, was this also your first time in Mountain View, which I actually thought you said Mountain Dew, California? <laughs> Mountain like, Dew, California, unofficial yeah, sponsor uh, of the week. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess what their product is. <laughs> Skittles. Taste the rainbow. Uh, no, Mountain so View. I, we actually not Mountain Dew. Right. Well, no, we have had listeners in Mountain View, California, but not Mountain Dew, California. We're still waiting on that. Uh, yeah. Bonn, Germany. Uh, I found this next one interesting. Cape Town, South Africa, checking in. Okay. Uh, a place where I'm not sure if I typed it in right or wrong and, or autocorrect and moved it around for me, but it, it is a city or town called Skuabumi, Indonesia. There, there's, I am not a traveled man, I am not a learned man, but there's no way that you are pronouncing that correctly. I, I agree with you. I'm not going to front. I agree with you. But Skoolaboomy? Just for the, I'm just going to, to back up my pronunciation, it's S-K-U-A-B-U-M-I. Skoolaboomy. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not a terrible guess, but there's no way it's correct. I, I, I know, I know. No, no words in there. You don't know much, but you know it ain't Skuabumi. I get it. I'm fairly confident that Skuabumi is not one of them. Well, Skuabumi, Indonesia is the name of well, my... Welcome aboard, nonetheless. Welcome aboard, fake band name of the week, Skuabumi. <laughs> <laughs> and Perth, Australia. I know I'm saying Perth correctly. Yeah, you got that one. And yeah. Wellington, New Zealand. So the southern hemisphere between South Africa, Australia, and New Zealand. Dude, southern hemisphere. I know it's winter down there. And you're hunkering down. Thanks for listening. Okay. Yeah. Now, I know it's winter down in the Southern Hemisphere, but it's almost summer here. I know you love summer. Uh, you were talking to the man who loves it the most. 
I, I, it's so true. I mean, for you, both of you don't know, it, when he's not podcasting or cooking, uh, this guy we're talking to, Andrew Patterson, may or may not be an educator. And so he gets summers off. Yeah, it's fantastic. And actually, this is the very first summer I've had, like, completely off with, like, no summer school or job since I was, like, 10 years old. So, so you're, you're straight up I am, I, am, I, am, I am cranking it up to 11 this summer. I'm super excited. I'm going to be back. Uh, for, on a couple different occasions in July, actually, in, in one case, you and I are going to go see the Foo Fighters in Fenway Park. Yeah, and then I, I, that could be a review. We could we could talk. We could share that experience with the listeners. Oh, we're definitely going to do that. It's a great idea. But before we do that, in honor of summer, what if I told you? Let me rephrase it. Would you be interested in participating in a topless podcast? Just yes or no answer. Topless? Yes. Not topless. Correct. Not the food from like the Spanish influence, but uh, a non non shirt wearing podcast in general. Um, how do you even answer that in general? I don't know. Well, like, let me let me let me let me get you to the to the punchline, which is you're already on one because we're on the phone, and this is an audio podcast. And in honor of summer, and because I just went for a run before this podcast started, this is a topless podcast. Yeah. See, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quibble work, quibble with the wordsmithing here, right? Yes. Like, a topless bar is people specifically seek it out because it is a topless bar. By calling it a topless podcast, you would, you were insinuating that people were specifically seeking it out because it was a topless podcast, Correct. not just by happenstance. Correct. So this is well, it's a family-friendly no pod. It's the only way I can, like, yeah, the only way I can. Women just happen to not wear shirts, but right. Well, this is one where the host happens to not be wearing a shirt today. Right. I stumbled into a topless podcast. Yes. Um, You're the guest of one, and you didn't even know it. Right, which, which would be, like, you know, is, is more understandable than stumbling into, accidentally stumbling into a topless bar. Correct. And Like, oh, whoa, I didn't know this was topless. Right. Those places glow neon from four miles away. Right. You, if you don't know, now you know, but you know before you walk in. But the reason I, the reason I went down that weird place aside from you know the fact that we let's have a little fun with the uh, idea of a topless podcast and then realize that it's a audio and b it's your host who isn't wearing a shirt um i just feel like uh, a topless podcast is something that you don't know you're participating in and i wonder if westworld is like a television show that the showrunners don't know the audience is participating in uh long way to land that joke but dude what the hell is going on in Westworld? I mean, let me ask you this question off the bat. Wait, let me ask you a question first. Sure. Do you watch Westworld topless? Ah. I don't think I have. Okay. Okay. Well, I will tell the audience that I will be starting to do a lot more topless because um, it'll be summer. Yeah, that's kind of why I, I brought it up. anywhere if I don't want to. Uh, and... Let's be honest, a lot of the time it's going to be as far as my back deck. Correct. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I've spent many uh, a warm summer day on your back deck, and, and that's not exactly wearing T-shirt weather. It's, you know, it's, it's no T-shirt weather because it's like 90 degrees and beautiful out. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. That's, that's absolutely. All. I like how we just described the concept of summer for your listeners. Yeah. For those of you who don't. you weren't familiar with what summer is, <laughs> it gets hot. Well, listen, dude, all these people in South Africa and, and Australia and New Zealand, they're freezing their butts off right now, and they just want to know there's hope. And uh, it's a ways away for you guys, but don't worry. We got you covered for now, and you can get us back later. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and also say before we get back to the Westworld talk, there's no way that the 
lows of winter in Perth, Australia are anywhere close to as the, the lows, and I'm talking depressing lows, of winter in New England. Correct. Like, they are not suffering through winter. Like, I like that you were just very positive in telling them, hey, summer will get here before you know it, but their winters are probably gorgeous. Well, they're better than yours because you live in Massachusetts, for sure. Yeah. No doubt. And just know, the best part is for you to think about is next year when you're, you know, six months from now and you're freezing your butt off, they're going to be enjoying whatever's probably a perfect summer, too. Yes. Yeah. So, so anyway, Absolutely. up is but down. Hey, like, I'm not complaining. We make our choices. We sure do. Um, same reason, I, this was mine. Actually, this actually brings up my favorite thing, which you're on board with as a teacher, but other teachers get really tense about and uptight about. Teachers love talking smack all summer long on Facebook. They don't have to work. And then they get all bummed out at the end of their 11 and a half week break. They have to go back to work. And they post it on Facebook to all their working Joe friends who get like two to three weeks off a year. There's no sympathy. There's no sympathy for that. Yeah, no, I have no sympathy. It, it, It aggravates me. You know, and those are your um, people. You know, those are your fellow educators, and they have the cojones to be like, the, "I'm really sad. My summer break's over." Really? Because mine lasted ten days. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I will tell you is a is another level of um, like when you really learn you're a terrible person. Is I finally <laughs> had to stop putting out like braggy posts that I was on summer vacation because those few years I got it super early. You know, like. Five years later, like when I still have a week and a half left at school, I'm getting buried with like, on summer vacation, don't have to go to work. <laughs> and I, I retroactively hate myself. Yeah. I'm still it's pay, it's pay. going to work. So I can't imagine what the opposite feeling is, is watching some schmo complain about having ten, only 10 weeks off and not getting it to do everything they wanted to do. Right. It's like, well, you're not 11, so you're already making out the deal and they're paying you to be there. So suck it up and go back to school. Right. <laughs> You literally chose. I, I, you chose you to be edit there. This out, edit this out of the podcast if you want to, but I think I've talked about this before. I love to play like a character sometimes in the yeah. classroom. Yes. And one of my favorite ones to do is to and they like the kids. I teach seventh graders. They obviously know I'm messing with them. Yeah. But um, it's still fun is to pretend to be stunned to learn that they don't get paid to go to school. Oh, it's pretty and good. Then, and then rub it in that I get paid to be there. That's really good. And then I tell them, oh, I was like, I was like, you guys are crazy. You come here for free? <laughs> <laughs> they start to get like super angry. That's fantastic. Oh yeah, it's fun. I mean, they, they get like not like I don't really like they, you know super angry in a funny way, like right. in a fun way. Right. Like, well, they're know. realizing that only one only only one person in the room is not is not a sucker there against their will. And they're getting right. paid to be there. It's great. Exactly. No, um, it's perfect. But it's all done in good sense. I'm not, like, literally torturing these children. Right, right. Good for you, by the way. Well done. <laughs> yeah, low bar to clear. Way, clear way, way to stub your toe in the bar you had to clear, but you, you made it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, all these analogies we just used, again, are going right back into Westworld, which is who are the teachers, who are the students, who are the pupils, <laughs> who's a robot, who's not, what time are we at? It's all crazy. Here's my, yeah. here's my question I was going to ask you before we went to that digression, which was a nice one, by the way. Um, is anybody on this show worth rooting for anymore? Do you feel attached to any of them? Uh, well, I, I, here's what I'll tell you. I was expecting to hate this latest episode. Episode 8. Okay, yes. Episode 8 with, um, what was the Lakota's name? Uh, I have it here. Give me a second. I'll find it. You, you keep going and I'll... Put it in okay. there in a minute. So what 
this has been super frustrating to me about Westworld yeah. has been their inability to really get me to care about any of the yeah, characters. His name, is, no, his name no. is Aki, by the way. A-K-E. Aki? Yeah, a K or something like that, but it's A-K-E. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, sorry. Um, their inability to, to not, not only not get me to root for any of these characters, but care about any of these characters. Right. This season. And, and like from the beginning, you're in a tough position to do that with the idea that these robots will just regenerate, you know what I mean? So like the same way the guest can do that. Yeah, but Aki's story and character—they should have done from the first episode, because that was like that got you to care about their plight for the first time. The story of this guy seeing his family like disappear and be replaced yes. by yes things that don't look like them, and he calling them ghosts, but because he hasn't died in fifteen years, yeah, he's noticing all of these things. Right, he and, stayed like, alive. He's stuck under. And you finally got to be like, oh, what a special hell this guy is in. And you finally cared about the plight of the robots, but you're episode eight of season two before you you, for, you got that in there. At the very least, if they didn't do it as the very first episode, which actually I would argue they could have, but anyway, they definitely could have led this season off with it. Yeah, right. Maybe not the first episode of season one, but that would have been a great way to lead season two off. Um, I, of course, you'd have to work in this, like, how he's communicating with Maeve, which I thought was well done, too. Yes. So, basically, it was one, I thought, the best done episode of the season. Yes. Agreed. But I absolutely don't trust the next episode not to suck. Right. And we talked about this, you know, this week while we were kind of thinking about doing the pod, which was, even though they got an episode more than right, I mean, they nailed one, there's just no trust that there's going to be back-to-back heaters. Right. So, like, yeah, if I could choose a character that I actually got invested in, and they they, they were able to do it in one episode, it would be this Aki. I got invested in that story and in that character, and I thought, wow, that was was well done. Um, But I think they're going to blow it. Well, also, uh, it's, I also like don't want the character I care about to be introduced with two episodes left in the season. Right, and then wonder what's up with him for the next. Well, okay, here's another interesting part about him related to that, though, is the Ghost Nation guys have seemed to have been kind of the most rogue, kind of scary element of Westworld, right? They're most mysterious, for right. sh- most mysterious for sure. Yes. And like you said, by the end of one hour of television, we went from completely understanding not only were they programmed to be that way, but this poor guy, Aki, remembers when he was like not that way and remembers his old, you know, his old lady love and his old family and his old village and his old neighbors. And then he goes back and he actually remembers like Maeve has and like Dolores has and others. He goes back and he remembers his old lady friend. He finds out a way, and he actually changes himself regardless. Like he right. remembers who he was, and basically goes off script because you know, which is insane and awesome. And then they take her away, uh, and then he goes back to being full heel. But I just thought it was really interesting that they took the most mysterious and, in theory, you know, the episode before. And this will just bring up a question I want to ask you. But Ghost Nation steals Maeve's daughter for the 9,000th time, you know? Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I know Maeve's in a bad way, and I know Maeve has trouble controlling humans. She can't do that. But she can control the crap out of these robots, right? 
So why yeah. is why is she letting these dudes run away with her daughter? But then, if you want to get really into it and in the weeds, maybe by the end there, she was already starting to like recode and rework and communicate with Aki. And so she was like, yep, take the daughter and then tell her this story about you and your origin story because then she'll know the origin story. And I guess the whole point is Maeve seems to be trying to tell as many of the robots who will listen telepathically kind of the or- their own origin stories. Does that make sense to you? It, it would make more sense if... I mean, it makes sense, but what does it... What's the purpose of it if they all realize they are? All I can all I can think about it. anyway. Like, how does she use that information? I think it makes sense, but I don't know how that information would be useful unless she's still trying to. Is she going to try to fight Dolores? Does she? But does she even know what Dolores' plan is? Yeah, right. Well, that's the other thing. Is they're all going to go to this this Valley of the Unknown or whatever, which we'll get into, and. This kind of goes back to the idea of who we're rooting for. So yeah, I like Aki a lot, but I have no idea if he's around next week or not. You know, was that like a was that a one episode infomercial or was that you know a new main character or both? Right. Um, but I mean, Bernard's a no to root for. He's totally being he's totally being used by Doctor Ford. Uh, he's absolutely a pawn in this whole thing. I just can't see it ever. Ford keeps saying it's your choice, Bernard. It's your choice, Bernard. But then he keeps taking over Bernard and being like, "You're not cut out for this, Bernard. You're not cut out for this. Don't worry about it. It's not your fault. It's not your fault." Yeah. So anyway, I can't I can't root for Bernard. I, I'm really not invested in Dolores. I'm really not, which is weird because she is the the first character we got to know, right? Right. And they've kind of abandoned the whole Wyatt thing. They don't call her Wyatt anymore. That's whatever. Right, um, that completely disappeared. Yeah, I mean, she had a touching moment with her dad, but she still did the right thing in her mind, the hard thing to do, which was to you know sabotage whatever Charlotte Hale and Delos was trying to do with sab- you know sneaking out of, sneaking out of his head, you know, to the real world. Doctor Ford's a total wild card because now he's back, and I want to get your your take on that. I mean, the Man in Black, I don't think so, but I can see HBO wanting us. To turn in favor of him, but the only person left is Maeve, and and they either have they've either ruined her character, they're about to kill off her character, or again both. I'm not con- I'm not convinced they're going to use Maeve in the right way, but she's the only person I was interested in before they shot her up two weeks ago. I remain so, very interested in her now, but like, what's going on? I think, I think, and this is how bad the show can be slash is. I think we're supposed to be rooting for Maeve. Me too. I think that's who we're supposed to be, but I, I think that's who I'm supposed to be rooting for. I'm, you know, and, and it's not in a fun way that I'm sitting here trying to guess who I'm supposed to be rooting for. No, like, no, I'm not, not excited. Enjoyable, like, I'm, un, I'm, un, like, uh, I'm unmotivated by anybody else. Right, right. Like, yeah, and, and the Dolores storyline is just kind of, like, boring. And, like, she had this touching scene with her dad, but it wasn't that touching because you don't care about... They, they haven't made you care about her or the characters or... right. Well, the problem is they spent so much time first season on, you know, Dolores in the lab talking to Bernard, right? And, like, uh-huh. both in my mind, Dolores and Bernard are the two most key people to the show if you view it through the lens of season one and camera time. Yet I care very little about either, and Bernard's a complete snooze fest to me. Yes. So that's, that's not good. Right, no, it's not. No, it's it's. What is 
so frustrating about it. You know what I mean? Like they have so many characters, and but they have invested. I, I I just don't know what it is. Why it's been? Why I'm so unable to? I mean, I'm just stuttering at this point. Yeah, it was. It's, 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 they haven't. It's, like that's what the show does. It stutters its way through. It still feels like it's figuring it out. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like that episode with Aki or Aki was good, but it felt like the show. That's frustrating. The show figured out what it could do, but 18 episodes in. <laughs> it's really late. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, what about this? I mean, first of all, you mentioned keeping all this stuff, like, straight, right? Like, how do we keep it all straight? Shouldn't yeah, West, it's impossible. Shouldn't Westworld have been a Netflix show? Because at least then you could watch 10 episodes at a time, you know, right. and remember what the hell's going on. Because... You know, not only do they take a year and a half off or two years off almost, whatever, between season one and season two, but it's and I not. I think that's killing them a little bit. That is definitely killing them. But the number two thing is, you know, we've got to wait six or seven days for each episode. And then because they're telling such a dense storyline, there's no guarantee they're going to pick up where they left off. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they're expecting you to remember a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Way too much. And on Netflix, at least, you can be like, well, you know, you can binge it, and you can remember, you know, watch it all on one weekend, and you'll know exactly what the hell's going on, you know? Yeah. And the other thing is that they expect you to, to understand everything at one, with one chance. It's not like they revisit some of these concepts within each episode clearly enough yeah. for you to be like, okay, right. They don't give you that landing point each episode for it. Yeah, it's asking... They just continue to vaguely, vaguely refer to things. Yeah, it's asking a lot. Let's put it that way. I mean, if I asked you... And I know I couldn't. If I asked you right now to point, if, you know, point blank describe the Wyatt thing with confidence... Yeah, no. I mean, I could try, but, but no one wants to listen to me do it. <laughs> right. Because it wouldn't be, wouldn't be succinct or poignant or maybe even accurate. Exactly. That's not good. And, and that was such a huge part of story season one. Right. All about Wyatt. And then Dolores is Wyatt. Holy cow. Holy smokes. Right. And then, and honestly, Dolores, again, I, whatever. I mean, good for her and her crew. They're messing up Delos's tactical security team. And then they're like A team and they're Alpha team. And all these random security guys are getting roughed up. And here's right. a security guy whose name is Ashley. Last name is Ashley, I think. He's still alive. Good for him. But. I don't care about him. I don't care about Charlotte Hale. I mean, again, the Doctor Four being back in, in the kind of in the Matrix, if you will, is very interesting to me that he's back. But I think getting him shot in the head, orchestrating himself getting shot in the head as the crescendo to season one, would have been good enough for me. Yes, and and you're still unsure. Is he trying to? Is he trying to get this to perfection so he can live? So he can be um, immortal. Right. But only his mind, which is fine. Yeah, I think maybe it's his mind that will be immortal. But but then why does he want everybody to fight inside of Westworld? And the only thing that I have any hope for, and this kind of maybe segues into my next question, but is I believe it was episode seven, maybe it was six, but Bernard is essentially getting the robot version of being waterboarded by Charlotte Hale, and they're trying to get information out of him. And we learn that, you know, Dr. Ford is now basically inside of Bernard, right? So she, he is Bernard, right? Right. So she and everybody else thinks, "Oh, cool! Bernard just went into analysis mode." By the way, analysis mode doesn't work anymore. But thanks for playing. Uh, and everybody's going to the you know the Valley of the Unknown, right? Right. 
and they're all so zestful to go there. They're super excited, but like it's, we know that it's exactly what Dolores wants and exactly what Dr. Ford wants. Uh-huh. Like, exactly. So clearly the humans are getting played. If we can have a Westworld with no humans... Except, except Dolores is getting played, too. Like, oh, yeah. Dolores is definitely getting played. The, the hosts are getting played, too. We always call them the robots, and they're really the hosts. But the <laughs> Westworld right. hasn't even gotten us to care about their lingo that much. But the hosts are clearly being played, too. Yep. Um, so to my, I guess my question is, what do they need to do in the next two episodes to kind of get you back in? It's a big I, question, but like, what, what, you know, who, what, what would it take in theory of like, who do you need either dead or alive or vindicated or whatever to be interested in two weeks? I am going to go out on a limb and say that there will not be a filibuster freestyle Westworld podcast season three. Wow. Because I don't know that they can. It's that bad right now for him. It's it's just it's not enjoyable. Yeah. Like if I told you, hey, you know what, Gavin? I've got a party on Saturday because we're eight episodes in, right? So let's say eight hours, Gavin. Yeah. I've got a party that you should come to for eight hours on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, six of those hours are gonna suck. <laughs> They're gonna be awful. There's going to be one hour at the party where you're like, oh, this might be interesting. This might get good. And then it's going to suck even worse. And then finally, there's going to be one dude at the party that you're like, oh, that guy's kind of a cool guy. I'll hang out with him for an hour. Would you go to that party? Absolutely not. You would be a crazy person if you went to that party. Well, I'll do you one better, though. Great. First of all, great job. But I'm going to take your analogy. I'm I'm going to go back to something you talked about earlier. Um, imagine if you could just show up at the seventh hour of the party and meet Aki and he would tell you his origin story and you would basically understand why everybody was so pissed off in the first place. And like you could have, you could have literally never watched Westworld and watched the episode about Aki and been like, okay, the hosts are good. Delos is a, Delos is evil. Humans shouldn't be immortal. I hope the robots win. The hosts win. You know, like, you know, from an hour, you basically get everything we've wasted or spent 18 hours doing, right? So what if I said, I'm going to come by with some pizza and hang out with your buddy Aki, and he's going to tell me his life story? Because essentially, all they've given us this year... But no, you can't just come to the seventh hour of this No, party. I get it. But my, have but, to go to all, no, I get it. Back. I get it. But my point is, isn't it, isn't it ironic that if anybody just for the first time ever watched last week's show... To see what it was all about, they're probably like, "Yeah, I kind of like Westworld." Yeah, um, here's here's what we could get to save me if the Westworld producers were like, "No, Westworld season three is just going to be one-off episodes about different characters, like vignettes of backstories." Yeah, in in their backstories and what in their backstories made them realize, and you could do it like that last episode. I'd watch like a series like that, no doubt. Uh, but it won't be that. No, it can't be that. It would be like what I imagine to reference another filibuster freestyle recap show. You must feel about the new announced Game of Thrones prequel, sequel, oh, sight, quill, sight. Yeah. Prequel. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. Too- here's a question for you. Even though we're in we're, we're in Westworld talk, Game of Thrones question for you because we've talked about how I don't know anything about it before. Okay. Prequel show. Would you be able to jump? Since it's a prequel, would I be able to jump in on it? 
I think you could. Um, and here's why. Okay. So George R. R. Martin, who's obviously the author, the creator of all of it, he did yep. several um, several novels, short stories, collections about kind of the pre-world of, that we see in the HBO version of Game of Thrones. Okay. So this dude can't even finish like the sixth book, but he's writing prequel short stories. Well, he did them back before. Like he basically, I think, wrote Game of Thrones, the original, and and I could be off on my dates a little bit, but he essentially, um, he essentially wrote wrote some short stories, wrote Game of Thrones, invented more of the previous world, and then wrote some more short stories about some of the previous world. So my point is, one, there's one, there's source material. Two, okay. I think I think you could you probably would enjoy knowing like oh this person is this person's dad or this person is this person's grandfather or whatever, but the stories would hold their the own. stories would hold their own because none of us have heard their stories before and none of us have ever been introduced to them before. So uh, you know it might I would say it'd be similar to and we didn't have this luxury because we were too young but people our age but. You know, some people debate, do I show my kids the Star Wars saga with the ones that came out in the 90s first because sequentially they're first, right? Or, or, or do I show them, you know, the original Luke Skywalker ones and then, you know, whatever, bounce around. Am so I, my niece is obsessed with Star Wars, and I think they started with the original school, Luke Skywalker. So, so my point is, I think for you, you might as well jump in, and if you like it, then you can watch Game of Thrones and be like, oh, these dudes are like these dudes' kids, Right. Right, but because, the, well, but the yeah. world is there. The wor- the best part is the world is there. Like I know enough. Hell, I got a coffee table book uh, that someone gave me as a gift. That's all the hist- the fake history of Westeros. Like, like it's all out there, and there's so much fan material. I think I think as long as it's like the same showrunners or the same kind of vibe, and they draw you in, etc., and tell the story the right way in the first season, I think it'll be great. I'm all over it. Okay. And more importantly, because your question was, can you jump in? I definitely think you can jump in. Right, because there's something intimidating about Game of Thrones in that Yeah. people tell you to watch it, but I'd be committing like 115 hours of my uh, life to it. Isn't there like a ton of episodes right now? Yeah, I mean, you're looking at uh, seven seasons? Probably not 115 episodes. That was a gross over Yeah, but, but, but honestly, part. probably 60... Okay. So 60 hours is like a week and a half of work. I do not do a ton of sitting and watching. Yeah. No, you should, jump, you could, should jump into the beginning. And by, by the beginning, me I mean the new show. You most know? of a year, I feel like. Yeah. Or, or what you should do is just say, hey, I'm going to give it. You know what? And, you know, I love that, we're, I love that we've abandoned Westworld, which is apparently what we're going to so do. Here's the, I was just about to point out, what, what better way to turn on a show? We talked pretty sure that we were ready to turn on the show yeah. and just go heel on it. Yeah. What better way? What more demeaning way to to turn on the show than to just stop talking completely yes. in the panel of an episode dedicated to that specific show yes. and start talking about Dude. another show just because it happens to be on the same channel. Dude, but but and actually we don't even know what it's about and we're already more interested. Like I am yeah. I am pumped. You don't get it. Like Dan O'Brien and I obviously had a little impromptu pod last week to talk about Sixers Twitter Gate and uh, the right. Eagles 
Donald Trump, you know, beefing, which, by the way, filibusterfreestyle.com, check it out. Anyway. I totally missed that one. I have to find it. It's a good one, and I'm, I'm going to give you a little, little, little hint, and you'll love this, because I know you, you like when I do this. Yours truly got a little fired up. Okay. So you know, well, it's, when that happens, it's in there. You know, so you, I know, I know, some people really like when I flip out a little bit, and you know, <laughs> I lost my cool. I had to come out at the end and be like, "Hey, everybody, I'm really sorry." <laughs> oh, even better. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but one, yeah, it was, pretty, it was worth it. It was a long episode, but it was worth it. Okay. But anyway, Dan and I were talking about how you know it's, it really stinks that we got six six hours left, basically, a Game of Thrones, maybe six and a half hours. You know. But yeah. now, now there's like light. There's hope that we're gonna get some kind of source material from p- before. And shoot, we'll take it. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, I, I do hope that Westworld can turn it around. But I'm not even gonna worry about talking about them doing it. Um, I will say this: I really like Maeve. I really like the Ghost Nation line. I, I will also say this: I've written down in, in bold in my notes. In the last episode, Anthony Hopkins says to Bernard, keep watching uh-huh. for a while longer. Is that a, like a plea to us? Is he breaking the fourth wall? <laughs> it might be. Also, uh-huh. also, in episode, in episode seven, he says, Bernard, a fighting chance. Uh, Bernard wants a fighting chance and you're going to get it. And he says, he says, uh, Oh, Bernard says, the value beyond is where they're all going to go. Why? And Dr. Ford says, isn't the pleasure of a story discovering the end yourself, Bernard? Okay. I didn't think about that part of it, too. So to me, I think there's now two straight references by the, the newly reintroduced Dr. Ford, which is basically, hey, everybody, just give me two more weeks. And, and, and I, I could be 100% wrong on that, clearly, but... The only thing that gives me hope is that maybe Dr. Ford, Oscar-winning actor, Anthony, Sir, Sir Anthony Hopkins, is pleading to us to just no. hold on tight. But he shouldn't have to do that. No, you shouldn't, but I would say that, you know, the show did fairly successfully in season one. Yeah. And they would have no reason to know that. I mean, the reviews, not just us, but reviews in general have soured on Westworld yeah. in a big way season two. Yeah. But... I, I will at least give the producers of Westworld enough credit that they weren't actively filming this knowing it was terrible television. <laughs> and instead of fixing it, being like, no, no, let's just make subtle begs to the audience in the middle of our show. Well, maybe they knew that it was going to get real muddy and then they were going to blow us away. And again, I came on two, three weeks ago and was the the voice of hope, you know, of the two of us. And, you know, I... You've basically already moved on, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I'm I'm literally right behind you. I'm just I happen to watch both those episodes twice because I didn't take notes the first time I watched them, um, and I you know I knew you wouldn't take notes, so I was gonna take some notes. No, you know, just, I'm not just, take just notes. keep it running. You know, I get mm-hmm. it. You know, you're the talent, and uh, so anyway. But I noticed that Anthony Hopkins twice kind of essentially is making a plea of like patience is a virtue. You know. Um, and as, as evidenced by my, my, my mini rants last week on the pod with Dan O'Brien, I'm not a patient guy, but I'm willing to give him two more hours of my life. Well, I, I will say um, you're more open-minded with TV shows than I am. You're better with, you know what I mean? Like you, 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 uh, I feel like The Night Of is another example. Yeah, sure. Or True Detective Season 2, where I was way too harsh on The Night Of, but I will still say I 
hated that TV show. <laughs> um, way too harsh on the night of, and probably overly harsh on True Detective season two. Uh, and you're 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 more often. The- oh, we lose you. Uh oh. One second, ladies and gents. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we got him back. I, it's my fault. My iPhone just decided it wanted to reboot right then and there. No warning. Andrew, you were saying, if you can even remember. Well, first of all, two things. One, now I really am at the topless podcast because yep. he's now face. I'm now being FaceTimed in. Uh, so now, now, yes. I'm 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 on a topless podcast. Bury the lead, just like Doctor Ford. I buried the lead. Be patient. You'll get your topless podcast. Uh, <laughs> point two. I dare anybody listening to be in the middle of a conversation, have that conversation drop off on you mid sentence, and have the person you are on the phone with call you back topless and say, "Pick up where you left off." And I dare anybody to pick up seamlessly right into their last sentence and not act like anything is amiss. This is the best podcast of the year. This is it. This is the best. <laughs> I have no idea what I was talking Were we talking about Westworld? Was I saying something about yeah, Westworld? Well, or not? We were talking about how I, I was a lot more patient than you with True Detective Season 2, Night Of, etc. Sentence <laughs> over. What's that? Sentence over. That was it. You were done. Okay. I, probably not. I, this is this is really thrown a curveball in the works. I, I don't know what I was building towards. I was building towards something. I'm sure. Oh, it was getting good. It was getting so good. I'm not a psychopath. I had. I'm sure my sentence was going somewhere. Ah oh, man, it, it's, it's it's even better though because now we're we're rambling and and, and you I you have proof positive. Do you positive. know when I will remember? Do you know when I will remember what I was saying tonight? When, tonight when you're sleeping. Morning podcast over but i will re-listen to this podcast over i remember where i was going when i listened to that walking my dog whenever i happen to listen to this episode of the podcast and i'm sure i will text you exactly what i was gonna say well which does the listener no good doesn't do any of you guys any good you know whether whatever hemisphere you're in we're sorry but it's kind of like westworld it's confusing you think it's going somewhere and then it doesn't go there. I mean, I think this whole podcast has been a metaphor for the the red herrings, the Easter eggs, the the the, 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 the camera, the fourth wall breaking, uh, the police, the police for patience. I think we were in a plea for patience. You were going to rant about pleading for patience. Does that help at all or no? No. Uh, that just not, I, and I hate to beat a dead horse, but but there's another thing. Like I go to the beach. I, I, you know, I hang out on my own back porch without a shirt on. I go to, like, you know, that happens. But it's a little more disconcerting when it's, like, 60-something degrees and seeing someone with their shirt off because it's just not shirt-off weather here. Right, but it is here. So, like, it's more where you are. Do you know what I mean? What, what's the temperature there? Oh, it was, like, 92 today. Like, 92. Yeah, right, 92 is shirt-off weather. It's not... It's not 92 in Boston today. It's like 60-something right now. Yeah. Which, that is not shirt-off weather. Correct. Well, I'm sorry to throw you off. At least the people in Australia don't have to watch this. You're not like the tropical beach that I'm automatically going to put with shirt-off weather. You're in your apartment in Charlotte. Right. It's 83 degrees right now at night. So, I mean, there you go. 
But that's anyway, a warm, that's a warm night. It's a warm night. So it's a night that you don't need a shirt, especially if you just got done with the run an hour ago when I called you. So anyway, all right. Well, listen, we're we're probably out on Westworld, but you will come back for for a final season recap, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay, we will end this season no matter what happens. We will be there for you all. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to watch eight episodes this season and then duck out at the, you know. No. Then. But, like, the end of a season generally makes a, a nice exit point for you if you need it. Correct. You know, I think we're, we're both potentially on the last train out, out of Westworld. But uh, maybe they'll suck us back in. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you definitely will be doing a podcast with me about a month from now when we are at the Foo Fighters. Probably not at the show, but probably yeah. after the show. But we'll hopefully have you on before that yeah, to, to, to crescendo the end of Westworld. Uh, com. everybody. Go on iTunes, for goodness sakes. Leave us a review. Positive would be better than negative. But you know what? At this point, just be honest. That's what, that's what you got to do. Andrew, thanks for being uh, on. I love the honest pitch from the host. Yeah, be honest. But, you know, again, if you haven't left a review yet, then, and you're going to make a negative, then just don't do it. Review some other show. Yeah, right. You know, maybe your review can be even as simple as, hey, I once listened to 150 hours of this in a row from my home in Virginia. <laughs> Five stars. I mean, the folks in Ashburn, Virginia, are the original, the OGs of downloading yeah. the entire series, and we love them for it. And they right. still listen, and we love you guys in Ashburn, Virginia. They're the OG super fans who I don't know. Like, I know, I see certain towns come up, and I'm like, oh, Dan O'Brien had a big week listening to the podcast, or, you know, oh, Jeremy Johnson in L.A. But, like, Ashburn, Virginia, still have no idea who you are. Still love you. Yeah. Boom. All right, Andrew, thanks for being on tonight, buddy. All right, good to be on. Freestyle. Talk to everybody soon.